Hi, and welcome to the Super Brain, the Aging Podcast, radio host myself, Steve Halpern. It's been a while since I've done a new podcast, and part of the reason is, it's not that I'm lazy, there's just so much information to go through. Every day I'm looking at new studies and listening to other people's uh, podcasts of, of uh, longevity scientists, and of course I get to share almost on a daily basis with Dr. Pauline List, an integrated physician in New York. And we share and go over some of these studies. And also, I get the feedback of what's working with patients because that's so important. Okay, to have practitioners who are not just pie in the sky, but actually working with people and seeing the results. Like Dr. Green and the rapamycin, you know, I think he had now three, four hundred patients over sixty years, or maybe even more, to actually see benefits or side effects. So now let me get into the interesting nitty gritty. If you're going to make changes, health changes, and you're going to improve your health span. One of the concepts I used when I was uh, doing regular practice, and that's going to happen again now with a specialty of uh, longevity medicine, is a mantra. And the mantra was, change can be easy and effortless. Now, it doesn't mean there's not going to be some effort, but as soon as it seems like a big mountain, often it's exhausting, and it seems like I can't do it. And I've seen it with patients. And it's just one step at a time. You make one little change at a time, and that can add up. You know, a, a recent study showed even a daily slow walk can benefit cognitive functioning and cardiovascular. Now, it's great if you want to go out there like me and exercise and exercise and exercise because that's who you are, and you're going to compensate. That's great. Now remember, one of the things of us exercise people <laughs> is compensation. Meaning you go out, you're going to do it. How fast do you recover? Well, that's a great aging marker. You know, there's a lot of uh, age tests now. Everybody's doing uh, so on and a lot of other companies. And, and David Sinclair talks about it. And all the gurus and longevity gurus are talking and pushing uh Longevity test. Well, along the idea of longevity test, there was a really good study on telomeres, the capsule and chromosomes, and that these would be great aging markers. Well, research has shown really not. And the problem is what they really mean. And even Dr. Blackburn, who won the Nobel Prize for the discovery of the capsule and the chromosomes, these end products are supposed to uh, keep the uh, chromosomes, um, keep your genes from being altered. Stop testing. Had a company that was doing telomere testing because we really don't know what it means yet. In fact, uh, that's longer telomeres in cancer. Which telomeres are we measuring? Where in the system? And, and, and that's the problem also with these age marker tests. You know, they call it methylation. Um, basically, you're trying to um, measure a chemical process in the cell or, you know, turning on and turning off of certain genes 
what are we really measuring? Are we measuring heart? Are we measuring muscle? Are we measuring brain? So the whole field of trying to quantify whether a program that you're on is actually making a difference is a real challenge right now. And my sense is really focusing on functionality. Tuning into your body. I've said this many, many, many times. What's changing? Okay. Do you need less sleep but feel even better? How fast are you recovering from exercise? Yeah. How's your balance? Can you stand at least 10 seconds on each foot? Not at the same time, because that's a little hard standing on 10 seconds on both feet. Uh, unless you're one of these super gurus. Uh, but balance is important. Exercise recovery is important. Uh, lung capacity, what we call FEV, forced expiratory volume. Okay, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, skin texture, brain speed. These are functional tests to know how fast or how slow the clock's going. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to slow down the cellular clock. And so far, in animal studies, there's some interesting work and in those flies and mouse studies. But we don't know yet in humans because it takes time to see observationally. I mean, there are two major studies going on. Uh, and I, well, NIH is kind of uh, wonderful now. They're actually starting to support and give grants to longevity research. And there are people who are trying to test individual compounds to see, uh, at least in animal work, if there really is any effect on uh, age markers. And one of the champs have come out, of course, has been rapamycin, uh, which is uh, affecting mTOR, main target of rapamycin. I've talked about this before, but to sum up, basically, it was discovered on an island, and they were looking for an antifungal compound, which it is. Rapamycin is an antifungal, very similar to nystatin or... Uh, or some of the other antifungal drugs. But for whatever reason, they decided not to pursue this. And they found that it could have an organ rejection factor, meaning that it could help the body not reject organ transplants. And that's the way it's basically been used. And there's some work on, actually, early work was done on cancer. Well, the idea now is to use low-dose rapamycin, to see what will happen and how this will affect the basically age clock. Uh, studies have shown that if you affect mTOR with apomyosin, you can get stronger tendons, you can get regeneration of certain systems in the body. Uh, lots of uh, nice research, but no huge clinical trial double-blind placebo-controlled trial, so rapamycin, and of course the TAME study, which is going to look at nystatin, which has been around 
60 years, which seems to also have some interesting anti-aging effects, not just blood sugar effects. And uh, many of scientists feel they go well together, the niastatin. I'm sorry, <laughs> the metformin, see, I was thinking backwards of the antifungal. No, metformin and rapamycin. Another compound that came up um, pretty strong was glycine, an amino acid. It seemed to have some anti-aging effects. Um, it's a safe amino acid. You, know, you do one, two grams a day. It's also good to brush your teeth with it. There's been some really good studies on on glycine and uh, dental plaque. So uh, adding the glycine. Quercetin comes out really strong, and as I said before, quercetin is difficult to absorb. So the idea is that you probably want liposomal quercetin. I can make recommendations. People contact me. And I am also a big fan of glutathione, getting the major, major antioxidant. It always comes out in the studies, been around uh, a long, long time. And the studies going back years on seniors and centurions. And there was a direct correlation between glutathione levels, high glutathione levels, and longevity and freedom from disease. Now, other ways to stimulate glutathione? Yes, you can. One of the compounds I've talked about before, sulforaphane from broccoli, uh, sprouts of seeds. The best place to get it is, of course, from the seed with an activated compound called morosinase. I've researched and used in my practice for many years uh, a product that was patented originally for John Hopkins' research on sulforaphane, decades of research by Dr. Talladay, champion of sulforaphane, and in summary, sulforaphane can help with so many conditions. And we're not sure of all the reasons, probably turning on epigenetically or nutrigenomically certain genes, and at the same time, besides doing that, it seems to protect uh, against free radical oxidative damage. I use Vitalica. I use Vitalica Physician because that's the one that's most potent and the most effective. And if people contact me, I can tell them the best way to get Vitalica at a good cost. Legitimate Vitalica. So moving on to compounds that are Showing interesting results, ashwagandha, Indian herb, was shown to have a very similar chemical structure to rapamycin, the anti-aging drug. So that might be something that you might want to add to your regimen, the ashwagandha. Berberine, another interesting compound and supplement, has been also shown to work very similar to metformin, the drug. So it's something else that you might want to look at. Again, going into the mental aspect. Okay, brain speed, challenging your brain. That's so important as far as longevity. Not getting into the same habits, doing something stimulating that you never 
have done before. Okay, newness. Remember, as children, we just love newness. Even taking out dogs for a walk, and you notice they love going to new places and sniffing and sniffing and sniffing and sniffing. And so you really want to be a sniffer, and you want to be out and getting new experiences. From the exercise point of view, I've gotten back into uh, what I call bands, you know, stretching rubber bands, you know, these colorful things, because as an exercise, they're wonderful because you're taking your muscles to a full range of motion, not just partially. You know, if you do a lift, you know, you do it and you're getting that muscle action one way, but not particularly the other way. And so it's really important to do full range of motion on the muscle. Lots of good YouTube videos on bands, something you can do regularly. And as my mentor in this field explained to me, make exercise part of your daily activities. And you know, when I when I go to grocery, I lift the bags. Okay, do the laundry, lift the bags. Even if I'm on the subway, I'll do stretching. Look at your daily activities of ways to have what we call exercise activities. Because that's what we did as a species. We're always exercising. We didn't sign up the caveman and say, Oh, I'm going to sign up at the gym, you know, because, you know, we've been in the cave a long time. <laughs> no. That was part of life. Okay. Functionality and flexibility are so important. Do bands, watch videos, you know, on stretching, you know, both passive, passive and active stretching, full range of motion stuff. I do this part of my training with people. You want flexibility and strength. One of the things I've also seen recently that, as I've talked about it before, but I've really seen results with people, two supplements. One is something called uh, urolicin A, which urolicin A comes from, well, it's a metabolite. It's one of the urolicins in the, in our gut. And this urolicin A seems to help stimulate muscle, especially muscle mitochondria, which I was just talking about. Uh, at the beginning, that you can have long COVID, and as you age, you might have conjugate. Well, the urolicin A, very, very interesting compound. Um, they're on the web. You know, there are two companies. One is a subscription, which is fine, and the other is a medical company that, you know, um, is also owned by the patent owners. And you can uh, get what's called urolicin A. Nice muscle results with people. I've been very, very, very impressed. And at the same time, this field is so exciting because, as I said at the beginning, something happened as part of COVID. The good thing was that the vulnerability of our aging population really came into focus. So this longevity, health span, is super expanding. And that's what's going to be my job in these podcasts to keep searching this information and expand. I have a lot of work to do <laughs> to uh, 
get this stuff, all these studies available to you. And I'll tell you how you can support me in doing this. Anyway, now I don't feel guilty. I did a podcast. Hopefully, <laughs> I've given you some nice information that you can use and uh, utilize. And again, small steps if you're making a change. Don't overwhelm yourself. And applaud yourself when you make these small changes. It's so important you know, to uh, you know, get excited about getting healthy. Oh, and before I forget... I'm going to do another podcast on this at this moment, but mango leaf, interesting brain enhancement effects, cognitive functioning effects on double blind placebo controlled studies. I've used it. I've shared it with patients and we've gotten some really, really nice results with a combination of mango leaf and peppermint, which is one supplement I'm using because... Uh, it's different from the mango. Now, mango is kind of interesting uh, because it has a compound, morisetin, which has some interesting biological effects. Again, another podcast on how it might increase the effectiveness of uh, cannabis. Now, there's a whole theory around, uh, or story around uh, cannabis uses that uh, taking uh, mango can enhance the effect well, there is some science and good studies to it. And I'm going to read more of those studies and maybe do an interview with some experts on this. When we come to the end of the podcast, and I want to thank you for listening and uh, please subscribe. It definitely motivates me when I see people subscribing and knowing they're going to get this information. Um, it really is exciting as an educator and someone who's living this. <laughs> you know, one of the things I, I'm surprised is I go on and watch these videos and wonderful other podcasts and these people are like, mm, you know, I'm just, I'm uh, 45 years old or 50 years old, whatever. And, you know, look at me now, anti-aging and whatnot. And for my listeners who don't know, um, 75 and a half, I work out three and a half hours a day. I do martial arts. I do um, all sorts of physical things. I don't get sick, I'm not tired, and my brain is getting faster and faster. So I can talk about it, okay? Because I'm living it and working at it. And so I invite other people living and working at it, my fellow baby boomers to join me. And also, you know, uh, Millennium, you want to keep your parents around a long time. <laughs> you don't want to have to take care of them if you don't have to. Um, and so getting them interested in this, all this great information really helps. So again, coming to the end of the podcast, again, thank you so much for listening. This is Steve Halpern.